Welcome back to Headline Monday. This is the Stuttering Sports Podcast, and I'm your host, Spencer. And today, a bunch of stuff has gone down here recently. Not not only in the games, we had a few firings. We had an emergency QB for uh, for uh, for the Broncos. And we also have a prediction for Tuesday Night Football, Steelers versus Ravens, a big AFC North showdown tomorrow night. So without further ado, let's get right into it with the firings. After Thanksgiving, where the Lions got embarrassed, yesterday they went ahead and fired Matt Patricia, head, head coach, and GM Bob Quinn. We saw this coming from a mile away. It was only a matter of time. Matt Patricia took over a winning team, which I don't know why they fired Jim. Jim, uh, what's his last name? Cald- Caldwell. He he took over that team and then made them worse. I don't know his first year record. I know he went 3-12-1 last year. And this year, they're not looking good whatsoever. So, and they also fired their GM, Bob Quinn, after they started off 4-7 and seven and you know, Patricia is a defensive-minded head coach. He was previously the Patriots' defensive coordinator. And their defense has gotten worse over time. And the saddest part about this is that everyone is rejoicing this firing. We got Kenny Galladay like, liking an Instagram post saying that Matt Patricia got fired. We had Darius Slay call him out relentlessly last season until he eventually got traded. We had all these players celebrating. I believe it was either last offseason or two offseasons ago, celebrating the fact that they would not have to play under Matt Patricia anymore. It was only a matter of time. I think they wasted too much time. I really think you're just wasting Matthew Stafford's prime. And I know Bob Bob Quinn was the collateral damage of this because he's has done a bad job building a team. He has done a very, very poor job. And that's especially especially evident when it comes to the head coach hiring so we saw this coming Detroit is just the most historically bad franchise in all of football except for maybe the Browns but I mean even the Browns had like the late 80s where they were good and they had the 50s where they were dominant like the Lions have had nothing ever so yeah the Lions they're now without a head coach and GM I want them to pick up a more offensive minded head coach so he can try to squeeze what's left of Stafford because Stafford's still very talented. I shouldn't have said it like that, but just try to just try to make Stafford's last prime years good because Matthew Stafford is truly a very talented QB, and I hope whoever they bring in for GM, whoever they bring in for for the head coach, just I wouldn't say cater to him, but like bring him in on some of the decisions. And basically say, hey, who who do you want? Because Stafford's the only way this team can be competitive. Because like the offense around Stafford is honestly not bad. You got Hawkinson, you got Galladay, Marvin Jones, DeAndre Swift. It just needs more help. And their defense, we all know how much help that defense needs. So it was only a matter of time coming. Matt Patricia was just terrible for that team. He was terrible to the players. And bad to the reporters, too. I don't know if you guys remember this or not, but it was when he w- he basically blasted a reporter for not sitting up and, quote, showing him respect. Like, dude, shut the fuck up. Like, shut up. Don't 
just shut up. Don't be fucking entitled when your team is losing. So, yeah, Matt, Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn are both fired. We all saw this coming. I didn't think it would happen mid mid mid-season, to be honest with you, but I'm glad that it did. So, hopefully the Lions... I do not know who the interim head coach is, but hopefully they can start testing a few interim head coaches. So, uh, yep, I'm glad to see they're fired because I want Matthew Stafford to play good football like he used to. And Matt Patricia is simply not the way in. Moving on to the next firing, that's the Jaguars. GM Dave Caldwell has been relieved of his duties after starting this season 1-10. in and it's not looking like they're going to win anymore. Um, I do expect Doug Marone to be fired too at the end of this season. I think that's only a matter of time. But the firing of Dave Caldwell happened very shortly after the game where honestly they didn't look too bad against the Browns. Hell, they only lost by two points and they had Mike Glennon in. But you know, when you're 1-10, in you have to do something. And their schedule coming up, well, they're playing all potential playoff teams. Vikings, Titans, Ravens, Bears, Colts. So 1 in 15 is a very very strong possibility for this I mean excuse me for for this Jaguars team. This was also only a matter of time you trade the best cornerback in football. Like you lose basically your entire 2017 AFC Championship team and this rebuilding process. I guess Dave Caldwell's not the guy. <laughs> He's just not the guy that they want for that. Um I do think they'll look towards a guy like Justin Fields, too, uh, during the draft because they'll have a very high draft pick, but probably not Trevor Lawrence high. I do think they'll look towards Trey Lance, quarterback from North Dakota, or Justin Fields, quarterback from Ohio State, because as I do like Gardner Minshew and Minshew Mania was awesome, um, is he a Super Bowl quarterback? I don't think so. So I do think they'll look more towards a new quarterback, maybe... um. Um, uh, you know, maybe Dave Caldwell did not want to do that. Maybe he wanted to stick with Minshew, and uh, and you know, potentially the owner did 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 not like that. That is pure speculation. But uh, yeah, Dave Caldwell has been fired. The Jaguars are a very bad football team. You cannot blame them. Moving on, let's get to the games yesterday. Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs advanced to ten and one after beating. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 28-24. Excuse me, 27-24. And this game, honestly, it seemed like throughout the entire game, I get that the Buccaneers are kind of sparking a bit of a comeback. It was just too little too late for, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. As the Chiefs started off very, very hot. I'm sure we've all seen the... Uh, uh, what's the Tyreek Hill number? It was like 210 first quarter yards. He had 39 fantasy points in the first quarter. That's fucking insane. And it really sucked because I was playing against him. So that was a bit painful. Yeah, Pat Patrick Mahomes, 37 for 49, 462 yards and three touchdowns. Tyreek Hill ended up with 13 catches, 269 yards and three touchdowns because very, 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 very idiotically um the Buccaneers are playing man on man and and I mean no disrespect to Carlton Davis but why the fuck is he playing man on man on 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 potentially the one guy you do not want to play man on man against and that is Tyreek Hill that made zero sense to me zero zero sense 
But what ultimately got this Buccaneers team and what ultimately made them just simply not being just just simply not be able to come back was Tom Brady. Two interceptions. Two picks. They turned the ball over. Because Tom Brady, you know, I don't I'm not saying he's washed, but two picks and and also the Chiefs did dominate the time of possession, 36 minutes and 47 seconds compared to the Buccaneers, 23 minutes and 13 seconds. So as the scoreboard may look close, the game simply was not this close. It really was not. Tom Brady, I have all the respect for him. Hope, Hopefully, I do like him. I do like this Buccaneers team, but I do want him to step it up. Um, He... He was throwing some good balls to Mike Evans and all that, but two interceptions, it was ultimately the turnover differential that just made this team just not be able to come back. And the Chiefs offense being so dominant. Patrick Mahomes, 462 yards and no picks. That's bonkers. Like, that is what the difference was in this game, was the turnover margin, and it was simply too little too late for the Buccaneers. Like, I don't know why the scheme was man-on-man against that offense. Like, that offense is designed on having the receivers just run. And just run and just get open because Patrick Mahomes has the arm to throw it to you. And then they decided, do you know what? Let's play man. That that baffles me. That's... And like, like, do you know what? If you want to play man, don't have one safety. Have, Have... have like three back there, dude, because <laughs> because it's not gonna end up good if you're playing man with one safety. It's just not like unless you have Stephon Gilmore and JC Jackson. That's the only potential way. But yeah, Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, they are making a strong case for the best team in the NFL. They are looking incredible. Moving on, though, to a team that I was kind of high on. I was really excited to watch some more of and that was the las vegas raiders and they lost 43 to 6 and i don't know if i do not know if all of y'all listened to my predictions podcast but i very boldly said even if the falcons offense is having an on day i think the raiders will be right there with them and I truly do think that the Raiders will win this game regardless. And well, <laughs> well, you know, the Falcons offense had an on day. <laughs> and, and the Raiders did not stay with them. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's hilarious to me. Um, Matt Ryan, 22 for 39, 185, two touchdowns and one pick. That is honestly not a great stat line. And the Falcons were without Julio Jones, too, and Todd Gurley. They had Ito Smith, 5.4 yards per carry, and Brian Hill, 4.2 yards per carry. This Raiders team got flat out embarrassed because they fumbled the ball four times, and they got penalized 11 times. They allowed five sacks. They threw one pick. Like, come on. You went three for 12 on third down, five sacks allowed, 11 penalties, four fumbles and one pick that's absolutely ridiculous like that is like that's terrible what when you're playing the falcons defense i did not watch this game i will be honest so i do not know if it was more of the raiders just being just poor just having terrible terrible play designs or just the players not executing 
or if it was simply the Falcons defense murdering it and looking like the 2012 Seahawks. And I'm thinking it's a little bit of both. I'm thinking you don't get blown out 43 to 6 against a bad football team when you're a good football team unless you just get dominated on all factions on offense, defense, and special teams. Derek Carr, 22 for 34, 215, and one pick. They threw Nathan Peterman in the game, three for five, 25 yards. They only ran the ball seven times with Josh Jacobs. That's just, that's poor. That's really poor. I really do. I really like this Raiders team, so it sucks. Um, I I do know Josh Jacobs did go down with an ankle injury, but I'm seeing right now that a report Josh Jacobs ankle injury is not as bad. Not as bad as they initially feared. So good for I'm very glad to hear that because I do like Josh Jacobs, but 43 to 6. This Raiders team, like the moment I was getting around to them going, yeah, I like the Raiders, is the moment they lose 43 to 6 to the Falcons. So yeah, you could say my prediction there is pretty fucking terrible. And let's move on to what the hell happened to the Rams. They lost to Nick Mullins. They they lost to Nick Mullins. And well, when Jared Goff throws two picks and the team, team as a whole has two fumbles, you cannot expect anything less from this Rams team. This Rams team. The defense, very, very good. The problem with their offense, turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. If they turn the ball over, they will not win. We saw the same thing with the Miami game because Miami's defense went out there and dominated the the same way the 49ers defense did. And quite simply, the Rams offense could not keep up. Excuse me for one second. Uno momento. All right, chargers into the laptop. But yeah, like this this Rams offense simply cannot turn the ball over because, well, their offense is not very good. I do see Cam Akers had a great day. I say good to Cam Akers. I do like Cam Akers. But the 49ers, they, they did have Raheem Mostert back. He did not have a usual Raheem Mostert game. Like, no, usually Mostert um, like averages like six yards per carry, but today... I mean, excuse me, yesterday he only averaged 2.7. I guess that is what happens when you play a great Rams defense. Then they did have Richard Sherman back as well. He he got a good pick. The ball was kind of thrown to him because Jared Goff, buddy, that was not a good game. That was a very, very poor game from the Rams. And I can't lie, I was liking the Rams more too. That's the same with the Las Vegas Raiders. Like, I was liking the Rams. I still didn't like their offense, but I love their defense. Obviously, you have to love Aaron Donald. Then Sean McVay's just working with what he can work with here. Like, Sean, like Sean McVay just, just is just telling the players, don't turn the ball over, and they had four turnovers, and that's ultimately why they lost this game because their defense did force three, three turnovers. So, yeah, that is ultimately why they lost the game. Moving on to another surprising loss. This is going to be the third and final one. The New England Patriots beat the Arizona Cardinals 22-17 off of a game-winning kick. The Patriots, it amazes me that Cam Newton can go 9 for 18, 84 yards, and two interceptions. And they can win a football game against a very competitive Cardinals team. That is that is one of the most fascinating things to me. 
Like it is incredible to me that this team, I get I get their five and six. I mean, hell, with the Raiders losing, let's say it's a slippery slope for the Raiders, the Patriots could could potentially sneak into a seventh seed. Prob it, it probably won't happen, but you know, who who knows? But ah, the Cardinals, Kyler Murray. I really like Kyler Murray. I do really like this Cardinals team. 20, 23 for 34, 170 yards and one pick. Kenyon Drake had an okay game. He had two touchdowns, but he only had three 3.5 yards per carry. And well, DeAndre Hopkins, he had to go against Stephon Gilmore. He is the defending defensive player of the year. That's that is just not an easy matchup. And the Patriots, I I I love this Patriots team. I'm not even gonna try to keep that a secret. Nine for 18, 84 yards, two picks, and they won. That's fascinating. And they're running backs. Dame. Damian Harris, 3.4 yards per carry. James White, 3.6 yards per carry. It's not like this offense was dominant. And their defense, you know, their defense is just purely, purely, I just scheme. And I love it. They 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 do have good guys from on the defensive front, but dude. One interception thrown. That was a really good bat by whoever the Patriots defensive lineman was. I do not know who. That was... I said that one was not really Kyler Murray's fault. But, I mean, ah, the Cardinals had 19 more plays than the Patriots, and they lost. They won the time of possession by nearly nine minutes, and they lost. Like... Like, listen, I still really like this Cardinals team. I just think they played the Patriots and Bill Belichick. Because Bill Belichick, I want him to make... I know I said this last week, but I want him to make the playoffs so fucking bad. Like, just with a team of guys that I did not really know of before this season, with the exception of Cam Newton, JC Jackson, Stephon Gilmore, you get the point. Just a bunch of no-names come in and make the playoffs after losing Tom Brady sounds impeccable to me. And they're currently sitting at five and six. I don't have the playoff picture in front of me, but if the Ravens lose, they'll drop to six and five. The Raiders are six and five. There, there is a chance here. There is a chance. And I really hope that the Raiders make it. I mean, excuse me, not the Raiders, the Patriots. Um, does this game concern me about the Cardinals? Not really. Like I, like I really just, I really just think they played the Patriots. And I think the Patriots just had an on day because the Patriots are even having an on day or they're having an off day. And their on days, they 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 can beat teams like the Cardinals. They can beat teams like the Ravens. But but then when they have off days, Deshaun Watson picks them apart and they get dominated by the 49ers. So the Patriots are very... Uh, the Patriots are just a bipolar team. I don't put that much, much on the Cardinals, but I mean still you're losing to this team that's a bit concerning that's that is still definitely a little bit concerning moving on to the titans the tennessee titans scoring 45 points in a blowout against the colts they ended up winning 45 to 26 as um derrick henry 27 carries 178 yards three touchdowns 6.6 yards per carry he legitimately could have gone for 250, 275, but I do not blame Vrabel and the coaching um, squad 
by just saying, hey, look, we're not going to run them much during the second half because they already had that big of a lead. My fantasy team would have greatly appreciated it. But, you know, it. I, I simply cannot blame him for that. Derrick Henry had an incredible game. A.J. Brown broke loose. I found it hilarious when Xavier Rhodes and A.J. Brown were kind of beefing. Like, dude, you're getting burnt by A.J. Brown. Shut the fuck up. Like, I, like, that's like, I personally found that very funny. I do have respect for Xavier Rhodes, though. He's having a, a great bounce back year. But yeah, this Titans team had a perfect Titans game. They only threw the ball 22 times, and they ran the ball with with primarily Derrick Henry 27 times. Derrick Henry had the ball more than Ryan Tannehill. That's perfect. That is perfect. <laughs> like, that is honestly exactly what they need. They forced an interception from Phillip Rivers. They did not force a fumble. I mean, the Titans had nine penalties, and... They still scored 45 points. They had a special teams onside kick touchdown from AJ Brown. 6.6 yards per play. This Titans team, this is what they look like when they're just when when they're on a roll. And let me check their schedule real quick because I don't know who they play next. Oh, they oh wow. They play Cleveland, Jacksonville, Detroit, Green Bay, and Houston. Those are all winnable games especially those last four with the exception of green bay like those are all very winnable games and they might excuse me they might need to win them if they do lose if if they do lose to a team like cleveland because you know although they just won the colts still previously beat the titans and they're only leading the division by one game so so you know these are all still must wins for the titans the Titans, though, they beat the Ravens, they beat the Colts, they're on a roll. I think this Titans team is on a roll. I think Derrick Henry is on a roll after having a poor first half versus the Ravens and then having a great first half against the Colts. Of all teams, the Colts gave up 35 points in the first half. They scored 35 in the first half against the Colts. Like, the Colts defense is very good. So... So, you know, does this concern me about the Colts? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, like you're getting dogged by the Titans, but I think this is more of the Titans just playing dominant football and Derrick Henry playing incredible and that offensive line. That 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 Titans offensive line was also doing very, very well. Let's finish this up with two smaller subjects and then I'll give to my Thursday, um, excuse me, my Tuesday night football predictions. Two smaller subjects is... Well, I think Matt Nagy, head coach of the Chicago Bears, should be fired. I don't think it's a question. They now sit at, what do they sit at now? Five and six after starting five and one. They have no offense. Mitchell Trubisky, 26 for 46, two, 242, three touchdowns, two picks. This game was a blowout. They scored 15 fourth quarter points. I just, God, this Bears team. Matt Nagy was brought in to improve the offense and develop Mitchell Trubisky. He is an offensive-minded head coach, and over the years, the offense has gotten worse. And their defense is really carrying them to these five wins. That's how you know something's up. <laughs> like that, like that, that, like that's how you know maybe Matt Nagy's not your guy. 
And I mean, Aaron Rodgers, 21 for 29, two, two 11 and four touchdowns. Let's not demean Aaron Rodgers' performance. We, we got Aaron Jones, 5.3 yards per carry. And then and Jamal Williams, 4.3 yards per carry. They played a great game, scoring 41 points against a great Bears defense. The Bears defense suffered the same fate as the Colts defense. They both played offenses that were on a roll. So the Bears, I, I, I do sincerely think they should fire Matt Nagy. I don't have the numbers in front of me. I wish I did. I, sh- <laughs> I really should. I really should have pulled them up before I started recording. But ah, they're definitely in the bottom quarter in points per game. Definitely in yards per game. This team is bad, and it's. And it's primarily in the offense because I really like their defense. I don't think he should be fired right now because you know they are they are still in playoff contention. They 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 still are. But at the end of the season, if things do not get better, I think you fire the head coach. I think you go all in. I think you trade up for a quarterback that's not Mitchell Trubisky. I think they should just go all in with a new quarterback because Nick Foles. Not the guy, obviously. Mitchell Trubisky, obviously not the guy. So I do think Matt Nagy at the end of the season should be fired. I think his seat should be very warm. And the last topic before I get into Tuesday Night Football predictions. I want to give respect to... um, I would like to give respect to Denver's emergency quarterback for playing that game. Because I saw a lot of people shitting on Kendall Hilton. That is his name. Because he went 1 for 9, 13 passing yards, 0 touchdowns, and 2 picks. He had a very awful, awful game. It was terrible. But I would like to give him respect because he was a practice squad wide receiver. He was not a great quarterback in in college. And he was thrusted into this position where, hey, buddy, you have to learn this playbook and you have to play quarterback against an 8 and 2 Saints team right right the fuck now like they probably fucking just got him out of bed and said hey buddy hey fuckface you have to play quarterback now that's right little practice squad receiver like that like that must have been horrible for Kendall Hilton 1 for 9 13 yards 2 picks i i don't want to see Kendall Hilton i mean excuse me Kendall Hinton slander because I see a lot of people saying, oh my gosh, well, I could have done better than him. No. No, you couldn't have. That's the same thing with that, um, with a uh, Sarah, with a uh, Sarah, Sarah Fuller, the uh, first woman to ever play for a, for a power five team. And everyone's like shitting on that kick, kick like guys, like guys, that was a pretty good kick. It was a squib kick. And it did the job. It did not allow, I'm going off on a tangent here. Let me digress. But yeah, it's the same thing with the Sarah Fuller thing. Like, no. Like, you can't do better than these people. Because Kendall Hilton was still a college quarterback. He wasn't very great, but he was a college quarterback. And he got thrusted into this position where he had to play an 8-2 team. And what else do you expect? Like, like, dude, like you cannot... I've been saying Hilton this whole time. I apologize. I've, I've been meaning to say Hinton. I apologize. But Kendall Hinton. Like, you can't expect a lot one for nine 13 yards and two picks i really think the league fucked over the broncos big time i think they did like i get like you want to punish them for the quarterback room like not wearing masks but you but like you can't but you can't push the game back a day or two 
So, you know, they can at least kind of be competitive with a Blake Bortles in. Like, I just view... Like, me personally, I view that as fucked up. I get, I get it. They're pushing the COVID precautions. I get it. I get it. But when it's a whole positional group, the most important position on the football field, and you're just sticking a middle finger at them, that's that's fucked up to me. So, I would like to give respect to Kendall Hinton and just absolutely none to the NFL for making that happen. Like, that, like that was fucked up to me. Moving on. Tuesday Night Football Predictions, we have... The Baltimore Ravens versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, the Ravens are without like 13 starters or something insane like that. I get that Pittsburgh won't have the quarterback coach Matt Canada, and I get that Pittsburgh will also not have James James Conner. But you know that that does make me excited to see more Anthony McFarland and more Benny Snell Jr. Those are the other two running backs. They're both pretty young. I'm excited to watch those two guys play, but I'm not excited to really watch this game because of how depleted this Ravens team is. I think the, I think Pittsburgh's going to blow them out. I think Pittsburgh's going to blow them out big time. I mean, I get last year in week 17 when Pittsburgh kind of needed to win, like RG3 had a great game, but it's a different team than last year. Like Pittsburgh actually has an offense now. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's 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 defense has gotten better. Like I don't have this I don't have the names in front of me. I do understand that Lamar Jackson's gonna be out. But dude, like this Ravens situation just fucked up. Um I really hope that this does not happen again to any team. I I really sincerely don't. But yeah, like I, I simply think Pittsburgh's gonna blow them out. That's going to do it for me today. If you enjoyed this podcast, share it with your friends. If not, share it with your friends. Um, Follow me on Twitter at stutteringprods. That's stuttering, P-R-O-D-S. And Instagram at thatguywhotalksaboutthesports. Hope you enjoyed this week 13 edition of Headline Monday. And I hope you have a great day.